Hey, it's Mastin. Welcome to the Mastin Kid Podcast. If you want to take your first step uh, on your trauma-informed journey, come to claimyourpowerbook.com and get my book, Claim Your Power. There are uh, a bunch of awesome free bonuses with that, including a 40-day coaching journey with me that will get you started on your trauma-informed path. Claimyourpowerbook.com. Enjoy. It's awesome. I put my heart and soul into it. And if you want to really start your journey to do your trauma work, claimyourpowerbook.com is the place to go to get my book, claim your power, and to get a bunch of free bonuses, including free coaching with me for 40 days. Please enjoy today's episode. Hi. Hi, Mustin. How's it going? Um, good. Thank you. How are you? Not too bad. Um, yeah, my question is just because um, I feel like I'm at a stage in my life right now where I'm getting a lot of opportunities coming my way work-wise cool. um, in terms of coaching, in terms of doing events and workshops and things like that. But it's really strange because I know it's because the opportunities are bigger that something is triggering inside me. And um, I just find there's a part of me that's really, really resisting. So as much as I really want these opportunities, I've probably been waiting for them for a long time. I find like this huge part of me is is resisting this. And I I just can't really seem to figure out why I'm resisting or why this part of me is resisting. Because um, I don't really understand what it's keeping me safe from. That's what I, I really can't seem to fathom it. Um, and because of that, I find it hard to be with it rather than in it. I mean, I had opportunities before to do the same thing, maybe not on the same scale. And, you know, sure, I'd get nervous and things like that, but I don't know what it is. It's just everything is so much more amplified in terms of like the anxiety, in terms of in a way that's like really immobilizing. Mm. Um, and I really can't seem to get past that because like I said, I don't know whether it's like um, there's a part of me that doesn't want to be seen. Uh, it doesn't want to be heard, but it doesn't make sense in the kind of line of work I'm doing. Um, I don't know what it's trying to keep me safe from. And the thing is, at the moment, when I'm getting these opportunities, I'm finding myself pushing myself or people around me pushing pushing me to, um, you know, take take hold of those opportunities, which is a good thing. But I don't know whether that's um, what you talk about in terms of disconforming, like, you know, experiences, or am I just like overriding her? Um, I can't really seem to figure pause out. You, pause you for one second. Sure. I wanna, you know, there's a lot in what, the first part that you just said. So I want to okay. go there before we go on to uh, disconfirming. Sure. So how do you know you don't know? I guess I feel like if I if I rationally understood it, then I wouldn't be feeling the way I am so intensely. So like I'd be what, able to what you're saying it is you don't know. the reason. The, when you say, I don't know why this is happening, I don't know what's keeping me safe from. How do you know you don't know what's keeping you safe from? Because um, I just feel like if I understood it, if I if I knew like why I was being triggered, or but how do you know you don't know that? I'm not sure. How do you know that you don't understand it? Like, what has to happen for you to say, "Oh, I don't understand it"? Okay, um, maybe just to understand like why I feel so triggered. Like, why is it so intense where it wasn't as intense before? I guess what I'm saying is, how do you know that you don't know the answer to that question? Sorry, I'm a little lost. (laughs) I'll ask it again. How do you know that you don't know the answer? You said, you know, what you said was, 
Well, if I, if I, if I knew, then I wouldn't feel this much. I'm asking you, how do you know you don't know? Like what has to happen for you to know that you don't know that? In terms of like my response, like I get overwhelmed. Well, I think what you're saying is you don't know why. Yeah. And I'm asking you, how do you know you don't know why you get overwhelmed? What has to happen if you say, well, I don't know why. For example, well, I don't know the specific memory of where this originated from. That makes me know I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't, I, I don't know why this part of me is is triggered. That part, like, I, I hear you. But my question yeah. is, how do you know you don't know that? How do you know that you don't know why? Like, I just feel like there's a lack of clarity. Okay. And what is a lack of, how do you experience a lack of clarity? For me, I don't know, when I'm going through LPA and, and looking at the videos, I'm feeling like, okay, if I understood where it came from, if I understood... Like, why am I feeling it now much more than I've ever felt it before? Uh-huh. If I felt like, if, if I knew those things, maybe I would understand how to manage it better. I don't know. Okay. So let's, let's, let me, let me flip it around because okay. you don't know where it came from and you don't know why it's being triggered. You don't know. That's why you don't know because you don't know the origin. Yeah. And how do you know that you don't know the origin? Because you don't have a specific because memory? We'll, yeah, I, I don't have the memory. Or when I'm doing the work, I'm trying to figure out uh, what I think makes that you logical just said sense. It. Okay, hold on a second. You just yeah. said that. I don't have the memory. Yeah. Does that make Okay, so when I say, how do you know you don't know? The answer is, I don't have the memory of where it started. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think just because I, like I said, I don't know, because um, I know that you said it, it you know, it, it usually, it usually comes up when you're feeling unsafe. I don't know what I'm feeling unsafe from. Okay. And you don't know the memory of where that feeling of unsafety started. Yeah. Because you don't, you can't recall it. Yeah. Have you ever recalled it? I don't know. When I, when I was like writing stuff down, I don't know whether it, it comes from maybe like I, I just the thing that came up for me when I was do, doing some of the work was like maybe not wanting to be seen or heard but it doesn't make sense to me I see is it possible that the part of you that doesn't want to be seen or heard and the part of you that makes sense of things are different parts yeah for sure and for the parts of you that don't want to be seen or heard does it make sense to them even if the part of you that tries to make sense of things doesn't understand it. I think so. Yeah. So who do you think it's more important for it to make sense to the parts that are in the experience or the parts that don't understand the experience? Definitely the parts that's in the experience. And the parts that are in the experience, do they have any knowledge of where this came from? The only thing that I could think of when I was going through like the the workbooks and things like that was just um, just when I was younger, as a child, I had like a really, um, really angry father. And a bit similar to what somebody else said was just in terms of not knowing how they're going to react. So you do know. I guess just in terms of rash, just rationalizing it, like why, 
why was it not such a big deal before? And I'm doing the same thing, but it's coming up now and so much stronger. Well, are you doing the same thing as before? Yeah, but just on a bigger scale. Well, that's the answer. Why is it happening? Because I'm on a bigger scale. Mm. And what's the memory? Well, my father was angry and I never knew what was going to be the right thing to say. And that was really scary for me as a child. So I don't know like what's going to happen. It's bigger. Pressure's on. And here's that part is again. And that part knows. We just got to introduce the part that knows to the part that's confused and says it doesn't know. Because the part that gets stays in confusion is actually a protector of this part. Oh, get all confused. I got so many confused parts. Literally, like when I get confronted with something, I'm just like, what are you talking about? I do not know what you mean. Right? And it's just like, huh? Right? What are you talking about? Right? I yeah, remember I when I first my go-to yeah, a reaction is becoming overwhelmed. Yeah, well, it's, it's not even overwhelmed, it's just confusion. I don't know. I don't know, which keeps something out of awareness, which is that panic of all that anger and and how much uncertainty and how much that how much how scary that was for that young girl. Mm. So by just going ahead and and doing the work, pushing myself to do the work, is that like a disconfirming experience or is that me just suppressing it and not addressing it? Let's just, I'm going to ask you your question back to you and then you tell me. Okay. Okay. So if I just push through, I just push through my feelings, am I creating a disconfirming experience or is that suppressing it? If I just push through my feelings. Suppressing it. Probably. I I just just don't know how to, how to address it. Ah, now we're getting somewhere. That's great that you said that, by the way. What's happening now? I guess just a bit more clarity. Um, a little bit less um, self-criticism, I think. That it's just not knowing. The, not knowing the thing, how. The thing about dissociation, right? Not disassociation. No. Dissociation, no A. Okay. Dissociation means there's something in us that we push away and we use energy to hold out of our awareness. And usually it's unconscious. Like we're not like consciously doing that. That's the difference between repression and suppression, right? Dissociation is usually an unconscious thing. It's just like it's out of awareness, right? And the presence of dissociation implies there's something to dissociate from. Okay. Does that make sense? Like we don't just dissociate from nothing. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. We dissociate from something painful. I've never met someone that has positive dissociation. That was such a great memory. Let me just dissociate from it. I've never met a person that does that either. Right? Yeah. We dissociate from the things that are difficult. Right. So when you're like, there's something, but I don't know. See, what I know is that there's a part of you that does know because otherwise it wouldn't be in there and you wouldn't be dissociating from it. Makes sense. Yeah. But there's a part that's holding a wound. There's a part that's dissociating from that wound. And part of your mechanism of dissociation is, I don't know. So when I start asking questions like, well, I know you don't know, but like, how do you know you don't know? Right now we're kind of like doing like trigger point work on that part and kind of starting to break it up a little bit and mm-hmm. understand that there is a part of you that does know. 
Otherwise, you wouldn't be dissociating in the first place. Yeah, makes sense. Right? And the thing is, is that the up level is going to be like, what's uncertain about this? Are they going to get angry? Will they be mad? And the answer is, yeah, some people will be. But guess what? It's survivable. You know, people are mad at me on a daily basis. Yeah. You know, people are grateful towards me on a daily basis. Right? Like the spectrum is there, especially when you go bigger scale, you get bigger yeah. emotion projected back on you. Yeah. Right? And so, what you want to do is you want to be with that young girl who's really scared of this angry response and be with her and invite her to come with you as you go to the next level and let her know that you are a wise, capable adult now. And she has that with you. And if she doesn't trust you to do that yet, to be willing to build a relationship with her. But how do I do that? It's called LPA. The first okay. step is acknowledge her that she exists and that there's a part of you that does know. Because when you yeah. say you don't know, now you're kind of dismissing her because now you do know. Mm-hmm. Like she exists and she's scared. Yeah. And she's going to be scared when there's an up level. So if she's scared and if I'm triggered, that must mean I'm up leveling also, by the way. Yeah. So what are you doing with what I'm saying? Um, just trying to think about ways to f- allow her to feel safe, I guess. Awesome. Yeah. So much better than saying you don't know her. Yeah, sure. You want to know a little secret to like coaching in this way? Yeah. The part of a client that asks the question and the part of the client that answers the question is rarely the same part. Mm-hmm. Parts are like, why do I get so XYZ as I'm up leveling? <laughs> Answers are like, I, but that makes no sense. <laughs> it's like, well, actually, the party that asked the question didn't say this doesn't make sense. The party that asked the question is trying to actually be known by you, right? So the dance of the coach and the client in this context is for me to understand you have parts of you that ask questions and parts of you that answer questions, and those are not always the same parts. Yeah. Okay. Right. So mm-hmm. this this part of you that's young that's holding this fear of anger, how is she doing? Um well I feel better knowing that probably feeling better that they exist, that they're there, that they're that they're known. Can we ask her a question? And also the confused part that like needs to mentalize. Can we ask them both a question? Would they be willing to not have a big relapse or, you know, kind of like part attack 
now that they've been discovered and are explicit, would they be willing to move forward a little bit more calmly because they know that you're there and they don't have to have that big of a reaction? Would they be willing to do that? Yeah. How does that feel? Um, it feels better, but also there's a part that still feels a bit um, unsure. Yeah, that part can be unsure. We're just yeah. asking it to not have such mm-hmm. a big, like, kind of like, you know, we have this like expansion and this big contraction. We're just asking mm-hmm. not to have as big a contraction right now because we see them. Yeah including the unsure part, including the part that feels confused and including the part that feels angry or is scared of anger. All three of those parts, we see them all. We're just asking if they don't have to have such a big contraction response. If they'll be willing to release a little bit to let you go to the next level so that, and you can work with them as, as you do. Yeah. Versus like have a, have a collapse. Cause yeah. if you ask them many times, they'll be like, okay. Have you yeah. ever seen, by the way, have you ever seen the movie Labyrinth by chance? No, I haven't, no. So it's a really cool movie from the 80s. There's a scene where um, the protagonist, Sarah, she's like in this kind of dream sequence. And it's like this fantasy place, right? And she's in this place called the Bog of Eternal Stench, which is like, I can't imagine how it smells, but it's like could probably like the worst smelling place ever, right? And there's this like bridge and the bridge is guarded by a dog on a dog or like by a, like a, like a, some type of animal, like a fox, or I don't know what Serdidimus is, um, but like, like a, like a fox that rides a dog that sounds like a horse. It's a whole weird trippy thing. Okay. And he will not let them pass. And they go, why won't you let them pass? I swore. He goes, I swore to not let anybody pass without my permission. And they're fighting. And then finally, Sarah, the protagonist is like, wait, can we have your permission to pass? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> right. And I was like, it's such a great analogy. to like what a part is like, right. When you just acknowledge and go, I see you. And can I have your permission? And can we not do the whole collapse thing again? Or like the, the restriction thing? Like, can we just move forward a little different this time? Would you be willing to work with me on that? You'll find that your parts are very reasonable. Yeah. Even if they're hesitant. Yeah. How do you feel in your system right now? I feel a lot more calmer. Cool. And you feel like you have a knowledge about why? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. And a part of you has always known, and it's nice to get those parts to meet. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Hey, it's Mastin. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. And before we wrap up, if you found value in this, one of the best ways to get this trauma-informed information to the world, if that's something that you want to do and to be a part of spreading the word, I would be so very grateful if you could leave a review on Apple or Spotify podcasts so that uh, you can review this. And hopefully it's a good review, but please leave an honest review. And especially if you want to leave a five-star review, I would be super stoked on that. But of course, just make it honest. But my goal is to share more trauma-informed information with the world. And I need your help to spread this information and reviews matter. So if you feel called to do that, would very much appreciate it. If you got value from this episode and from this podcast, we very much appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for hearing me out. And if you feel called, please leave a review on Apple or Spotify, and we'll see you in the next episode.